All right, everyone, what is up? You're, we're back from distance, is back in action. This is your boy, Mayor. Over here on the other side is always Brandon. How's it going, Brandon? It's going good. Glad to be back. Well, yeah, dude, what, what's been going on with you, man? You've been kind of, you had a little hiatus there for a while. Yeah, we, we took a little break, which actually ended up being perfect because nothing was really going on before the playoffs started. But, you know, moving in New York uh, sucks. I know I talked about the apartment search on the last episode, but um, as you can imagine, uh, crowded streets, uh, trucks, boxes, cars, it's just not fun. Um, so, but we're in, we're in the new spot and living out of boxes. So I'm back. <laughs> hey, I feel you, man. I'm about to move myself. I'm, I'm trying to move closer to uh, the American Airlines Center in Victory Park so I can go to more Mavericks games next season. So oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited. But yeah, you're right, man. Like this, these, those last couple weeks of basketball were just so gruesome, and I was just like, man, there's nothing good to watch other than d watching Dirk's last games. But we'll get into that later. Yeah, for first, sure. First, right now, what's going on is the playoffs are in full swing. We, uh, you and I, I had you get your predictions out and my predictions out before the game started, so we weren't kind of biased towards these games because right now, uh, each team has played. Uh, one game, and there's a couple teams that have played two games. So, right, right. So trust us, honor code. We yes. made these predictions beforehand, and I, that will be very evident. Yeah, <laughs> I got the timestamp on our Google Docs, so I, I knew for sure you weren't changing it behind my back. Hell all right, yeah. all right. So let's get into the first game, and I'll, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say this. This is probably my favorite matchup of the first round after the first game: OKC versus Portland. So. I'll, I'll, let me go, let me start here. OKC uh, just played in Portland. Yep. Or actually, you know what? Let's get into our predictions first. Yeah, yeah. So that. what did what did you put for the winner of this series? Uh, let me let me scroll down. I picked Oklahoma City in six, which is not looking good. <laughs> okay. Well, I also picked Oklahoma City in six. So oh, nice. So. OKC is the fourth. No, no, they're the six. They're they're the underdogs. Yeah, it's the yeah. six three. Yeah. Yeah. So OKC is the underdogs, and yet everyone has them. Not everyone, but a lot of people have them going on to the next round just because it's Portland and they've had horrible playoff career. Yeah. So I didn't know this, but they obviously showed the stat when the game one was playing. But Portland had lost ten playoff games in a row, which is insane two sweeps and then obviously their last two before that so i didn't honestly when i picked okc i didn't even know that stat i had kind of forgotten that portland always chokes the playoffs i was just i don't know i've been really high on um russ and and his play and you know the last five years he's he's kind of been able to change his game to be more of a true point guard i understand that he doesn't have a very great playoff record either but now he has someone else that um, can kind of take over games. And um, unfortunately, it looks like that person is very hurt. In game one, he was like, before the game, he had a million wrap pads around his shoulder. During the game, they were icing his shoulder. So it's either they're just putting on a show because they're not playing well or he's hurt. I've I've heard he might have a torn rotator cuff and he's just playing through it. That's what everyone's saying. And and I was high on OKC too. They finished off the regular season with that big win against the Rockets, which catapulted them upward, and uh, and it, they looked unstoppable. 
um, for a while. But yeah, you're right. With Paul George hurt and and Russell Will, uh, Russell Wilson Russell Westbrook is going to have to carry more of the load, and he can. I mean, he he's carried this team before. He's just going to have to take more shots, which uh, is probably not the best strategy for OKC. But yeah, they they did so they lost the first game of the series to Portland, but it was a close game. I mean, as, as, as good as, okay. Uh, as good as Portland played, CJ McCollum went off. Enos Cantor, the guy that they got Cantor. basically for free went, did amazing. And yeah, yet OKC kept rebounds. it pretty close. That's yeah. And it's had 18 rebounds. I, I mean, the game was, I feel like Portland was up for like two and a half like almost three quarters and then OKC kind of stormed back. But the crystallizing moment was definitely when I, I got to watch this game even during the moves. Um, <laughs> so it was so awesome. I think, I think it was around two minutes left. Uh, they had the uh, Portland had the ball and they were up by one, I think at the time and tame just hits a, like 30 foot three in Russ's face to go up by four with not a lot of time left. And uh, I think from there that OKC just couldn't finish the comeback. But with all that being said, I think, you know, Portland fans are great sports fans. So I'm sure that environment was nuts. Dame played out of his mind. Cantor played out of his mind. Um, So although they won, I still think it looks good for Oklahoma city because um, again, I forget. I forgot the exact stat, but I read it um, earlier today. OKC shot some something absurd, like three for twenty-seven or something like that from three, and still almost won. So, it. I think that game, although everyone's all hype on logo Lillard and like, oh my god, I think it actually looks good for OKC, and I think they can still win the series. Yeah, no, I still stand by my OKC in six. And like I dude, this was such a good game. If you watched it, man, it was just so fast, so back and forth. I I really enjoyed it. So I'm kind of excited for the game tonight. Um, so we'll see the result of that game. So we'll move on because there's lots of matchups. Next up, Rockets versus Jazz. Who'd you have winning this series? I took Rockets, obviously, but I actually took them in seven because wow. um, yeah, which I guess in hindsight, now that they've played. <laughs> well, wait. I'll get to that. I'll let you do your prediction. Okay. Well, I I had the Rockets in five, so ah. I I thought the Rockets could essentially get four games, but I figured the Jazz would maybe get one win at home, where they you know like the first game back after the two games in Houston, I figured the Jazz would just come out like arms swinging and get one win, and then the Rockets would be like, all right, enough of this shit. Let's take it home. I guess in my defense, I don't have much. You can stat check me on this. Did Houston sweep them last year? Mm, you that, you, that you stat check me. It. But to defend myself, I was thinking it – I mean, NBA players have been pretty vocal, especially lately about it, but it sucks to play in Utah. Um, so I think I picked seven because I'm, you know, thinking that they'll win at least two in at home. Um, they – I think – the Jazz since the All Star break has been in the top three records record wise as far as as winning. So they've obviously been playing really well. Um, but you know, after watching Game One, it was just so obvious that um, Harden can exploit Rubio so easily. Like Rubio's already not an elite defender, and and going against Harden just 
ugh. And then, you know, they're obviously trying different things. They're scheming against Harden. Um, having Gobert um, on the court, at least in game one, wasn't as much of a liability as, you know, every all the talking heads were saying that that was going to be um, the demise, that they were going to get him off the court. Um, I, I, what, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I watched a good amount. I feel like what ended up happening was um, – shoot. I'm blanking. Well, hey, just to <laughs> yeah, just go to, ahead. Just to tell you, they played in the conference semifinals last year, so second round, the Jazz and Houston played, and Houston won four to one. Oh, so in five. Um, okay, well, yeah. So what I was saying was um, Houston center. Why am I blanking? Oh, uh, uh, Capella. Capella actually played really well against um, Gobert, so I think that helped them a lot, and obviously. Yeah, the Rockets put the smack down. Yeah, they they looked really good. I mean, Chris Paul was looking vintage Chris Paul. You know, I'm I know everyone cringes every time he makes a fast twitch move or anything like that in the playoffs. So we'll see how long he can last. Uh, but the Rockets look like the clear favorite. I mean, the Jazz were trying everything. Did you see uh Ricky <laughs> Rubio try to guard James Harden from behind and he just like let him run straight to the basket? Yeah, so I I literally I can envision like the huddle because there was that narrative where um, James like hates going left or something like that. And I can't remember what team, but someone tried to defend him and give him the left. And there was, you know, Twitter, stupid social media. There was like one or two highlights where it actually worked, but the whole game, it didn't work because Harden was still hard and dropped like 40 that game. But so there's this weird theory out there that that's the way to guard him. And I, I don't think that was their game plan at all. I think Harden was being hardened. And in the huddle, they were just like, yo, I guess, I guess we should try this. I saw this tweet this one time and he, he totally messed it up because he ended up behind Harden, which was hilarious. Like, I think he just did not know what to do and ended up behind Harden. And then even Harden didn't really know what to do. He's like, this guy is behind me. I guess I'm just going to run right to the hoop. Yeah, it was it was a unique tactic that did not work out. But, uh, I mean, it's only game one. And what's great about and, – and this is this goes the same for all the games. What's great about the playoffs is that these teams don't usually play each other this many games in a row during the regular season. So the playoffs are so different because they have time to learn – about the other team to get these matchups correct, to make corrections on the offensive defensive side throughout the series. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jazz, you know, get a couple games in, but I had them in five. I have the Rockets in five. So I could see Jazz maybe getting one one game where they go bonkers and and the Rockets will just mail it home and be like, oh, they can have this game. We'll just finish it off at home in game five. That's yeah. That's solid. Okay. All right. Um so next up this was an upset game one, but we'll get into her predictions. Denver versus the Spurs. Yeah. Nuggets versus Spurs. So I, for my prediction, that I think this is one of two series that I went back and forth on a lot. Um, just because at, at a glance, your gut tells you to take, take the Spurs, take Greg Popovich, you know, take players like, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, who are just um, steady scoring, shot creating players. Um, and I didn't really get to watch a ton of Denver this year. I, I probably got to see them in like five games. Um, and someone else was talking about this about how um, 
Denver's either on or off. And if you see them off, you have no idea how they're the two seed. But when you see them on, it's a completely different story. And so, um, yeah, I took Denver in seven eventually. That was my prediction. Okay. So I had I had the upset here. I have the Spurs in six. And, and the reason I said that, and, and th- this goes to something that Bill Simmons said on his podcast, is that the Spurs are kind of like the Patriots. You know, they're, they have this coaching staff that just knows how to create these mismatches. They know how to make adjustments game to game. And I guarantee you the Spurs – and they did. They shut down Djokovic. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, did I say that right? Djokovic? Yeah. It, it's Jokic. Jokovic is a tennis player. That is, that's what I thought. I was like, I think I said that wrong. Um, they, I mean, actually, he had an amazing stat line, and I'll, I'll find his stat line because he, he definitely did not have a bad game. But they kind of shut him down, and so the Denver Nuggets, yeah, had to rely on a lot of their shooting, and it just didn't fall for them the first night. So I, I could see the Nuggets just blowing out the Spurs the next game, uh, but I still think in the long run the Spurs. Coaching staff, Greg Popovich. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Popovich fan, but man, he, he knows how to win some playoff games. Yeah, so I really do like um, the Joker, if you will. Um, there hasn't really been a player with his kind of skill set, um, and so I think a lot of people have such a blueprint when it comes to the playoffs and because he doesn't really fall into any blueprint at all um, it's really easy to count them out and say oh well this won't work in the playoffs because it never has Um, so I think Denver gets knocked for that and I don't think that's necessarily fair but with that being said um, I think San Antonio has the advantage in the sense that they have two players who can create for themselves um, where uh, the Joker you know he's a setup man he can definitely score in the low post um he can kind of do it all, but um, if he's off or if he's not scoring, um, they don't really have a, a consistent guy that can they can kind of create for himself. They have Jamal Murray, and, and obviously he's he's a great player. But um, I think you know if you're going to go to me and say, hey, you know, thirty seconds left, down by one, um, you're just playing in the ISO. You can either have Aldridge and DeRozan or just Jamal Murray. I'm, I mean, I'm taking the other two. They're, they're veterans. They know how to create, um, and they can score. So it, it is a tough matchup, but I think at the end of the day, like um, Denver just has, has more talent, and they're a little deeper than San Antonio. And San Antonio really, I mean, they don't have super strong guard play past DeRozan. And I know I said this in our little NCAA tournament episode, but I think guard play is super important when it comes to playoffs. So. Um, I'm still holding Pat on my Nuggets in seven. I, I mean, I firmly believe the Nuggets will win the, the next game. Uh, this last game, so I'm looking at the stats. I mean, the Spurs just shot really well. Uh, Rudy Gay went six for nine. I mean, who, who knew he still had it in him? But in, and yeah, Nicole, uh, Jokic, Jokic had a triple double. He did. He only got ten points, but to get a triple double is That's him, yeah. impressive. So, what do you think about Isaiah Thomas? Do you think he needs to oh, yeah. come in? Yeah, that I guess that's my like hot take of the day is, um, you know, if you're gonna break down this matchup to like um, guys who who just like have ice in their veins or have been there before, who have made those clutch shots, um, 
they have Isaiah Thomas on the roster, and I, I know he's not getting a lot of run, and um, you know he's a little banged up. But you know, I would you if if they go down two zero in the series, you got to think it might even get a start because he i mean the dude made some magic with the celtics um and to have someone on that roster and just not be utilizing him in in crunch time situations i don't know obviously like i said i haven't watched a ton of denver so there there just could be things going on with it that i don't know about but um you know if the series is is kind of make break why not i mean denver's uh rookie jamal murray the, their point guard, he he's he kinda, great. He's great, but man, in the crunch time at the end of the game, he turned the ball over. He he didn't he didn't look quite like he was ready for the moment. And I think Isaiah Thomas needs to kind of teach him, kind of coach him up, maybe even come in and and relieve some of that pressure. But he looks pretty good for a, a rookie. So I think uh, Denver hit gold with him. Pun yeah. ended. <laughs> All right, next the next one, uh, Bucks. And Pistons. Yikes. Yeah, so I will say I made this prediction when Blake Griffin was supposedly going to try to play. Yes. Obviously, and... he now he is missing the entire round one. So I, but I still picked Bucks and five. I mean, I can't talk about this. I got to watch this game too. I wish I didn't, but I think it was like the only one on at the at the moment. Um, this team is good. Like. We can get to it later or next week or whatever, but like, if they're in the finals, I I I might. Actually, I did. I I took them all the way, but man, they're good. And I know everyone keeps talking. I love this comparison, and it's not original. It's not mine, but how Giannis is like Shaq 2.0 is so great because if you just watch him, he gets to the to the freaking hoop at will, and it's like. Until you like, I feel like a lot of people just, you know, talk about him and they don't actually sit and watch him for a full game. Like he's not just he. Don't get me wrong, he's a freak athlete, but that's not the only thing getting. Like some people, like he has long arms. No shit, he gets to the hoop. It's it's so much more than that. Like I've actually had the privilege to to see him play like three rows from from the floor, and he's got finesse, he's got speed, and obviously he has the wingspan, but he is so good and they've surrounded him with with shooters and and with playmakers and um a couple guys that can kind of create on their own which is important in the playoffs so i i just talked for a long time but i took bucks and five okay so no that all dude I, I agree with you so i i knew ahead of time about blake griffin i think the news came out uh late last week and so i i knew that ahead of time so i picked bucks and four and uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. The Bucks and their record shows they look really good. And I know they, Giannis has help with Chris Middleton. And I didn't they lose um that one guy for the season that they got from New Orleans? Uh, uh Miritich, no, Miritich played. Oh, he did. He didn't play much, but he played. No, they have uh Malcolm Brogdon. Their starting point guard is still out. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah they're missing him, but man. You're right. Giannis could literally just go to the hoop whenever he wants. He he uh in the first game he almost dunked from the free throw line. He almost did like a Jordan esque. I mean, he basically did. Yeah. And it was incredible to watch. I mean, everyone says you have to see this guy in person, and I I've regrettably not seen him in person yet. He well, he did come to the Mavs for uh, a couple of times this season, and I really wanted to go. 
but he he looks really good. I I didn't pick the Bucks to go all the way, and I'll get to my finals prediction later. But I regret it because they look unstoppable. So I yeah I'm I, I'm not surprised when I I pick Bucks in four, and I'm I firmly believe that's what's going to happen. I mean, the Pistons look shitty without Blake Griffin. Andre Drummond was having like a horrible time. He was getting fouled and he was just getting frustrated. Reggie Jackson was doing the best he could, but he he the Bucks just look really good. And and without Blake Griffin, the Pistons, I would I wish we could just skip this series because it's it's gonna be a steamroll. Yeah, I uh I was actually thinking about it. I don't know if you watched it, but I think in like the first five minutes, Brooke Lopez hit like three or four three pointers. And I was thinking about it and I was like, even if Blake was playing Brooke Lopez is probably the worst matchup for Andre Drummond. The dude can't shoot. He he makes his living off getting rebounds, playing good, you know, interior defense. But Brooke Lopez is drawing him way outside of the paint because randomly that guy's money from three this season. So yeah, like, you know, when you're watching a game that, you know, was a forty point game at one point, you're kind of thinking of daydreaming about other stuff but yeah i was i was really thinking about man this is a horrible matchup for drummond and i think it kind of showed because he got really frustrated and uh see i think he got ejected i don't think he fouled out i think he straight up got ejected yeah i think he got frustrated and pushed someone yeah so um sucks for detroit i i think they're they're just glad they're in the playoffs at this point which is good fill up that new arena when they come back to detroit and you know watch the mvp do his thing Yep, it's. I feel bad for Detroit, but you know they they made the playoffs, and so I mean I guess it's not a total failure. Um, okay, so that series, eh? I, I you know I could I could probably not watch another game for the rest of that series and be fine. Uh, next up, this is a this is a decent matchup: Celtics versus the Pacers. Yeah, who do you, who do you got? I took the Celtics in six. Um, this I think this is the only. Oh, no. No, I watched this one, too. I don't know how I managed to watch all these games while I was moving. Um, but <laughs> this game kind of sucked to watch. It was pretty boring. Um, the Celtics, I mean, they looked – the last, like, two or three weeks, they've been playing really good as a team. Uh, Gordon Hayward's kind of coming back. Um, but the Pacers, I think they shot under 40% in the second half. So that – like, it was a good game until they just went ice cold in the third. So I'm – I'm thinking that it'll still be a competitive series, but I still think the Celtics will win. Yeah, I like Bogdanovich. He's he's a cool, interesting star to have. I mean, he's just he doesn't quite have that star power that other players have, but he can control a game and he's he's easily the Pacers' best player. I picked the Celtics in five. I even though the Celtics had their had their woes during the season. Their Gordon uh, Hayward is looking really good. I mean, he is turning it on. He's starting to be aggressive again. Uh, Kyrie Irving had an amazing game. I, I, it doesn't even matter if Tatum uh, is good or not. They can. They're they're a decent team, and they could easily get past this first round. Now, I'm not sure about the later rounds when the Celtics might get frustrated because I feel like if the Celtics get frustrated, that's when they're going to fall apart. But for this first matchup, I don't yeah. think I think they're so confident that they're not really worried at all. Yeah, it's super interesting, right? Because you know, last year's um, last year's Celtics team really made a run, um, but they didn't have Hayward or Kyrie playing. 
So a bunch of people are, you know, want to say, you know, if Rogier and Tatum and, and those guys and Brown and smart, who's not playing right now, if those guys aren't playing out of their mind, then they're not going to have a run. But I mean, this really is a completely different team with, with just those two players being able to play. Cause a, they eat up a lot of minutes, but B they're, they're like you said earlier, they're star power and they're good players. So, um, I really think it took them like up until a month before the season ended to really find their identity as a team. Um, but now that they have, I would say they're, they're dangerous out for sure. They could, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the finals, honestly. I wouldn't be either, but as long as they continue to win, they'll be fine. But I feel like the second that they lose, maybe the first game of the second round or maybe two games in a row, they're going to start pointing fingers at each other. And it's just going to be the same shit that happened earlier in the season. So that's when I think they're going to just crumble. But right now they're looking really good. So I I could be wrong and I hope I'm wrong because I I have the Celtics in five for this first round. So uh, sorry to the Pacers. I feel like they just can't, that franchise, I feel bad, but they just can't get deep into the playoffs, even with Paul George. So, I mean, it's not like he's hoping OKC get that far. Anyway, he's injured. Um. Okay. Next up, oh, we got we got two more. Big yeah. upset: Toronto, Toronto Raptors, Orlando Magic. Yeah. So I had Toronto in six, which you know is still feasible. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll let you say what you picked before we talk about game one. Well, uh, you know, your boy had him in five, Toronto in five, so not looking good. Still possible. It is. Um, I don't think anyone saw the Magic winning this first game. Did you? Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie to whomever might be listening. <laughs> I watched zero Magic games. Big goose egg. Don't I know? Obviously, I know the players. I know the structure. Um, but no one saw like DJ Augustine becoming a powerhouse player. So yeah, I, I mean the actually, actually I think this is the one game I didn't watch. Um, but yeah, it was actually, I was getting, I was starting to get really high on Toronto just because um, I think no one really talks about Kawhi during the season, but he's just so good. Um, but yeah, game one, obviously crazy upset. Um, it was still a close game. To be honest, uh, I don't see Kyle Lowry playing that badly again. Um, I think he was like his two matchups, I think Augustine and someone else, he went 35-0 and 0 against them. Like he was the zero. And I just don't see that happening again. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, 0 for 7 on field goals, 0 for 6 on three-pointers. So he basically took a bunch of three-pointers and just couldn't get anything going. Uh, I doubt that's going to happen again. He He's too good for for him to shoot that badly. And and even, even Siakam couldn't get three-pointers going. He went 0 for 4. But, oh, my God, dude, I love watching Siakam. I love the – I really hope the Raptors uh, go all the way because they have a really cool team, in my opinion, with Marcus Gasol. Danny Green, uh, Leonard, obviously Lowry. Uh, they, they, they should win. But with the Raptors' history of the playoffs, right? It's, it's. I would, <laughs> I would not be surprised if the Orlando Magic come out again tonight or not tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're playing. They're playing yeah. actually right this second. In yeah. the second game. I'll let I'll, you look it up. While I, uh, yeah, I don't. I think 
Lowry's matchups in Augustine and the other point guard combined for 35. So not only was he dog shit shooting, but he was dog shit on the defensive end too. Um, and I just, yeah, that won't happen again. So I, I, I could still see him winning in six and, you know, continuing on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with getting this series wrong because I'm pretty sure the Magic should win at least a game at home. So that would make my Raptors in five uh, not correct. But the Raptors are up by 10 right now, and it's there only it the is. second period. So, yeah. yeah, but it's the – I think – I feel like the Raptors were up by some points in the last game, and Orlando just came storming back. So, uh, But it's the, it's always the, the first games in the series are always just kind of like these weird – Yep. They could be just total duds, and people kind of get too excited. Like I bet all the Orlando Magic fans are all going crazy after the first game, especially and it was- in that two and seven. Like I'm sure the Raptors were not even thinking that the Magic could win, and then you know they just get punched in the mouth. Oh yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure the Magic had a losing record, <laughs> so the fact that they made the playoffs, they should be pretty happy. And and the Raptors should have had a better record with if if uh, Kawhi Leonard played the whole season. He kind of s- stepped out for a couple games uh, here and there just to like rest up. And they could have easily done a lot better in the standings and maybe had the Bucks uh, had a run for their money. But though they're al- <laughs> sorry, Brandon's uh, editing our docs because we've got a game. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's enough of that series. We'll see, we'll see what happens. So next up your Brooklyn Nets, Brandon, your My Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets. versus yeah, the so 76 Obviously, obviously I live in Brooklyn. I have some, uh, just say some small professional ties to the Nets. Um, this was the other series I was alluding to that I went back and forth. Um, because when we did that trade deadline pod, I was like all about the 76ers. Like they're going to the Eastern conference finals. Uh, yeah, I have that recorded. So I definitely said that. Um, but I don't know. They just, they can't figure it out. And, uh, being here in New York, I would say there's an oversaturation of Philly and Boston sports coverage. Um, so I've heard a lot of, of Sixers analysis lately. Um, and it sounds like the bench is just coming back to get them. It sounds like there's no, even with the starters, like they just don't gel. Ben Simmons is too up and down. Um, su- surprisingly enough, I think Jimmy Butler needs a bigger role, um, especially in the playoffs. I think he's the only guy, um, like we talked about earlier, that that unmeasurable, you know, star power, ice in the veins kind of um, attribute. I think he's the only guy that really has that. Um, so I, I would look for him to get more shots, get more, get more ISO plays. Cause he, I mean, he's going to be the guy that really pushes them over the edge, but yeah. So I picked the nets in seven. Wow. So that is, that is for sure an upset. Cause everyone has Philly moving on. I have Philly moving on in, in six games. So I think, I think even after, so this is one of the few series that they've played two games so far uh, at the recording of this pod. And so the 76ers did not look good game one. Joel Embiid looked hobbled the whole game. Uh, the, the, the Sixers couldn't get anything going. The Nets looked really good. They were hitting threes. They were hitting shots. Um, I, I, I thought 
and everyone p- pressed the panic button. I mean, every sports yeah. analysis I heard, everyone's just like, oh my God, the 76ers are screwed. I can't believe this is happening. What a, what, what a failed process this was for the last 10 plus years that they've been doing just to get to this point. And then second game comes and the 76ers roll the yep. Nets. Yep. So punch in the mouth, big overreaction by everyone, including me. I thought, you know, I was like, wow, I can't believe the 76ers. You know, everyone was like, we, they should sit Joel Embiid. He looks hurt. And then he looked great in, in the second game. He he actually did amazing. I'll pull up his I stats. Mean, stat, stats wise, both games, he's, he's done well. He, I mean, there is something, yeah, he does look hurt or even in game one, his morale was, was really strange. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, honestly, Ben Simmons was night and day different and, and that's the obvious, like game one, he, he had nothing in game two. He was, you know, he was, he's kind of doing what Ben Simmons does in the sense of like, you know, most traditional superstars, like they just need to score easy buckets to get going. I think with Ben Simmons, he needs to get, um, his, his distributing really gets him going as a player. So I remember um, last night in the first quarter, he was doing the Ben Simmons driving kick um, two or three plays in a row. And and I think that really just got him feeling the flow of the game and getting a lot into it. Um, JJ played a lot better. Um, That's going to be tough because he's kind of a defensive liability, but on the same sense, Joe Harris on the nets is a defensive liability too. So I think they kind of cancel each other out. Um, the, I mean, I've I said it all season. The Nets are they're a tough team. They're scrappy. Um, and they have two really, really, really solid guards in D'Lo and Dinwiddie, um, and that's just it's always tough, um, you know, to to win four games against a team that has really, really good guard play. So, uh, I I felt like I had to pick the Nets, um, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised either way. They're, they're both good teams. Um, Philly just needs to kind of it, – It's this is weird, but it's, I, people want to say it's on Embiid, but I think it's on Simmons. So what did you think of that game two elbow to the head that Embiid did to Jarrett Allen? And then after the game, kind of laughing, snickering about that whole series of events. I mean, I just – I don't. I feel it's it's classic Embiid, right? Like he he kind of thrives on being the villain, um, kind of like Durant. So, do you think it was it, a flagrant too? I don't. I think I think they got caught up, and I think they both were kind of doing the arm thrash thing, trying to get a call. And I just I don't think it should have been a flagrant too. What about you? Uh. So what I understood about a flagrant two is that if there's any hit to the head at all, then it should be a flagrant two. If it's a hit to the body and it's and it's a rough penalty, then it's a flagrant one. So the fact that he like crossed shoulder crossed him right in the temple of the head, and like he got up right away, so that probably ha- helped him beat a little bit because he didn't look like he was knocked out cold. If he had sold it, if Alan like knew <laughs> like oh I should just I should act like I'm dead. And just yeah. go out, and Embiid would have probably been assessed a flagrant too. Like if he just had the stretcher come out and get him, I bet people would have been like, "We should probably get him a flagrant too." Maybe it's just like a bad frame of reference, but like when I think flagrant too, I think of 2011, the Mavs run when we swept the Lakers in the second round, and Andrew Bynum just 
are like clothesline JJ Barea when he went up for a layup, and that was a flagrant too. And that was like, I guess ever since then, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of the measuring stick for a flagrant too. But I think that was just a really, really bad flagrant too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I know Twitter's been up in arms about it, but whatever. He Allen was fine, so. Yeah, he, he. I hope he. I hope he's fine because that looked like a rough hit. So, I. 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 This. This might be a good series. I think your Brooklyn in seven is going to be closer than my 76ers in six. I think it might go to game seven, but I just. I don't know. It's a toss up by then. Uh, but this is good. This is going to be a really good series. I'm going to be watching the next cup coming games for this for sure. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch all these games, but it, it's just. It's a lot. Um, we're missing a game right now, unfortunately, but it's okay. It's the, it's the Toronto and magic game. Yep. All right. Uh, the last game that we forgot to add to the agenda, <laughs> but we had the last second and you know, no worries. Warriors and Clippers. Let me, let me go ahead and start with this one real quick. So holy shit. Game one. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Game two. Yeah. Game two. Okay. So, uh, last night. Oh my god! I just had to get that off my chest before I give you my my prediction. Thirty-one points. I have Golden State Warriors in five. So I thought that the Clippers could at least get one game off, no matter how unstoppable Golden State. That's what I had to. Yeah. So I saw your pick, and I and I tried to pick something different. I was like, oh, maybe Golden State will will sweep them. And I'm like, no, the Clippers look like they can get at least one game, but I just couldn't see the Clippers getting two. But man. It the second game has already happened. So the Warriors blew the Clippers out first game. Uh, they looked unstoppable. Everyone's touting, oh, the Warriors are going to the finals easily. And then the and then second game comes around. And I'm I'm kind of I didn't watch this game uh, live, but I was checking the score as the game was progressing. So I was following it on my phone, and uh, I see the Warriors up by 25, and I'm like, oh, game's over. I stopped checking my phone, and then because this was a late game. Yeah. And so then I wake Especially up. Here. I yeah, I yeah, for you it must have been 2 in the morning when it finished. It, I think it finished about 1 in the morning for me central time. And I woke up and I saw all these notifications on my phone. I couldn't believe it. I was watching all the highlights before I even got out of bed th- uh, this morning. And holy shit, what a comeback. Yeah, I like we just said it was late as hell. Um and side note the Stars were in the playoffs, so I was watching that. Um but yeah, like it's pretty evident that we left it off of our list because we just assume like the Warriors are going to walk through this round. I, I I know I said Golden State in five, but I wouldn't have been at all surprised if they swept them. Um, I think the well, <laughs> I'll say this and then I'll immediately contradict myself. The biggest part of this game is that Boogie Cousins went down, and then now I'm going to immediately contradict myself when he went down. I wanted. I wanted to join Twitter and be like, oh my God, this is it. This is the weakness we were looking for. Boogie's down. They they could lose in the second round. And then I, out of curiosity, I went to compare the rosters from this year to last year. I mean, they don't need Boogie. Like they, no. in, in minutes, they, they returned all their, all their players that got the most minutes in the playoffs outside of like David West, who had, nine minutes a game in the playoffs. So I I just, I feel bad for him, like as a player, because this was kind of his contract year because um, he's on a one-year deal. But I, I don't think this is going to change if Golden State can win the title or not. 
I, I don't think that makes a difference. Okay, so to to talk about that game that just happened where the Clippers won and they so they came back from thirty, and I was looking at the stats and I'll be honest, like I knew a lot of the Clippers, I knew Gallinari, I knew Zubac, I knew Beverly's been giving Durant so much shit, and I hate He's a good Beverly. defender. I hate Beverly as a player, but man, it is fun to watch him play against the Golden State Warriors just because you know they're they're de- they're de- the defending champs. It's Kevin Durant, so he's easy to hate. Yeah, uh, I love them going at each other. So I'm definitely going to be watching, if, even if this game's late. The next one, I'm going to be watching this next game when they go to uh, L.A. But I mean, I actually think there's going to be more Golden State Warrior fans at L.A. than there will be. At Golden State, it's yep. it's it's incredible just because the tickets are just so inflated in uh in Golden State area, San Francisco, Oakland area that fans are just gonna be flocking to LA uh to go see a game. But let me talk about this unsung hero that no one's really <laughs> saying, Montrez Harrell. I mean, a lot of people are saying he's he's Bro. been great all year. He has been great all year, but I don't think he's been getting enough recognition. I don't think enough people are. So I will. Okay. I'll say some people are talking about him. People in the know, like, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like your boy. In the, in, <laughs> but like, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So he went nine for nine uh, last game, 25 points, 10 rebounds. The game before, and I'm pulling it up here. It's just taking a second. He went 11 for 15, 26 points. And this is off the bench. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, Holy um, shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of been like a, a even like an evolution this season. Like after the Tobias trade, he kind of got a little bit of a bigger role, but not in minutes, but just in uh functionality of how the team was running, but um at first, you know, he was just a solid defender and was getting a ton of rebounds and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this is great." You know, a role player who knows his role and just works his ass off. Um and now it's like oh, like he can score like in the paint. Like he has some moves. He can get to the rim. He can cut. Um, he's extremely efficient also. So, yeah, and he's super young. So it's it's really cool. It's um, great for the Clippers. I, we don't have time to talk about it now, but, man, talk about assets and, you know, a friendly young team for someone like Kawhi Leonard to walk into. So, yeah, regardless of the outcome of this series, the Clippers are set up nice. And I got to say, the goal, with the Golden State Warriors, obviously their starters are are like the the best team uh, as far as the the first five players. But then when the Golden State Warriors bench comes in, and then the L.A. Clippers bench come in with Lou Williams coming off the bench, with Montrez Harrell coming off the bench, yeah, it's true. It, it it's, it's a bad it, matchup for them. Huge advantage to the Clippers. So that's how they won this game. I think the Golden State Warriors just kind of went in cruise control. And then the bench comes off, and they just go off. Lou Williams had an amazing game. Uh, I like Lou Williams a lot, so yeah, hopefully the Mavs can swipe him. But uh, uh, that's going to be an awesome series. There's a few Clippers at the Mavs on, actually. Yes, that would be. We'll we'll get to that in the off season talks. Yeah, but man, I'm I'm pretty excited for that matchup. So I, I hope the Golden State Warriors can. Like, or I'm sorry, I hope the Clippers can make it a little bit more of a series. But I also really appreciate the fact that you say golden state warriors it's not warriors or golden state it's the golden state warriors yeah really it's really official it makes us feel official here on this podcast hey we're, we're all about <laughs> professionalism here <laughs> all right um so that's all the games before we get into Mavs talk 
let's talk about our finals prediction. So yes, I said, sir. this is my finals prediction. And this was before any of these games started. Just disclaimer. So I didn't see the Raptors losing to Orlando Magic. <laughs> but, you know, all this. I have Raptors versus Rockets in the finals. I really wanted to pick the Warriors, but uh, that's that I could I could see them kind of maybe not doing that well against the Rockets. I could see the Rockets because what's weird about the West is that the Rockets and the Warriors are in the same bracket in the West, if that makes sense. So they played yeah. their second round. And yeah. and so maybe the Warriors aren't quite warmed up yet. Maybe their their juices aren't flowing yet by the second round, and the Rockets can just come in before Chris Paul gets injured and just kind of hit them right in the mouth. So I that's why I think the Rockets could possibly win the West. And then I, I, I kind of wish I'd picked the Bucks in the East, but – I think the Raptors, they didn't look good the first game, but I, I still think they could. They have a really good team with Siakam, with Leonard, with all those guys, and Lowry should should kick it up a notch. So what's your finals prediction? So, yeah, so my line of thinking was kind of the same. Um, you know, the Rockets potentially get Golden State um, earlier. Um, so if they're going to have to beat Golden State at some point, it, it'd be nice to get it over with early. Um, so I also picked the Rockets out of the West. Um Harden's playing out of his mind. I think the roster actually is a little bit better than last year. Um, they have kind of a stronger bench with um, Fareed, uh, PJ Tucker, Nene might come back. Rivers. Uh, Rivers, yeah. They, they kind of have some good um, role players that they didn't have last year. And so I think that helps them. I do think it unfortunately hinges on health again. I think if, if they lose Paul – It'll be the same story, but yeah. So I picked them coming out of the West, and then picked the Bucks coming out of the East. That's my team, uh, and then I actually have the Bucks winning the whole thing. In a man, talk about storylines. I know, like, obviously everyone's picking Golden State, but the MVP race has been so freaking close. So the, if we saw both the MVP candidates in the NBA Finals, that would be awesome. Um, so I'll say that like that was my pick and that's kind of what I want to happen. But I also had this epiphany a few weeks ago when I wasn't doing the pod. Um, the Warriors, I feel like, are just like the Patriots this year. Everyone was like, oh, they were looking for every single excuse. Oh, this might not be the Patriots year. Oh, they lost a game. Oh, they lost on a fluke play to Miami. Oh, this is it. And sure enough, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. I feel like the same thing's happening with the Warriors where the whole season we're looking for, oh, 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 Draymond and Kevin Durant got an argument. This is it. This oh. is the year they don't win. Oh, oh, Boogie went out. Oh, no. Yeah, and I just – I, it doesn't matter, you know, when you're when you're a championship-caliber team and you have the talent that, that you have. It just doesn't matter. So I say those are my predictions, but let's be honest. The Golden State Warriors are probably going to win. All it's going to take is one hot game with Clay hitting some threes. Yeah. Or Steph, Steph's just been great. He's he's easily just the most all-around player that they have. Kevin Durant can go off at any game. He's just been getting rattled by Beverly. I don't think that's going to happen in the next couple rounds. So, yeah, you're right. I could see the Golden State Warriors just hitting the gas pedal here. Um, but I I will say about the Bucks though, and I I love the Bucks. I I actually really hope the Bucks win the whole thing because I love 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. I love his whole brand, his style. He's he said, fuck you to LeBron, <laughs> wanting him to come to go do Space Jam 2. He's yep. like, why would I want to leave? I could see him staying in Milwaukee, even though everyone's trying to recruit him. I could totally see him staying. And if they win a championship and he's in Milwaukee, he's I feel like he's definitely gonna stay because he's like, This is my this is my new home. Everyone loves me. I'm a god here. He yep. he's he's the Greek god of, of Milwaukee. So I I really hope they do well. Um, with that said. Let's hit on the Mavs real quick before we finish up this pod. Real quick. Yes, real quick. So uh, Dirk retires. The news is out. Everyone knew it was going to happen. It was it, it was kind of a – and what was cool, and I did not know this, otherwise I would have totally bought a ticket ahead of time. I tried to tell you. Dude, I, and there's more to that story, but <laughs> I, I just couldn't go on Tuesday night. I had no idea it'd be such a grand reveal. Mark Cuban, do you think Mark Cuban outdid himself here? Um, well, you're going to get me talking, so I'm going to talk for a while, I'm sure. But he, <laughs> the the joke Dirk made was, wow, Mark, can't wait to see my jersey retirement because how are you possibly going to top what, what they did? So, yeah, I didn't get to go. I would have gone, but I was here in New York, but. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole ceremony afterwards. Um, it was it was just super emotional and like Dirk is like not not so much to a fault, but he's so humble that like you can tell some of this attention makes him a little uncomfortable because he that's just not his thing. But um, but man, it was so good and it was so special. Um, I think he deserved it. I think there's a whole generation of, of Dallas, Dallas guys that and girls that are our age that grew up watching him and, and just got to see such a good role model um, in professionalism and, and what it takes to win a championship. I mean, like hearing all these stories that have been surfacing since, since the retirement is nuts. Like the, the pain that like went into the championship run, uh, the pain that went into even getting on the court this season. Like I had no idea and I'll try to make this quick, but I had no idea that after one of the Mavs playoff failures that him and his, um, I think it's Holger, his personal coach, um, went to the outback of Australia for a few months by themselves. Um, And apparently that was like some transformative experience for Dirk that led to him being able to win the championship. And they just like lived off the outback. Um, So just crazy shit. Um, And yeah, it just, I don't know. It made me happy to be from Dallas. Um, going back to your original question, the the fact that Cuban felt like he had to throw something like that to really honor Dirk, it just it was a proud moment. It was a happy moment. It was a really sad moment. Um, you you could hear the collective, totally organic groan when Dirk finally actually said the words, "This is my last home game." Uh, like all the whole stadium, just like oh, like it was just it was an unbelievable night. Um, and then the next night in San Antonio, you could tell the emotions were really catching up to him. He was bawling in the introduction. So, yeah, it was, it was a really great two days. I, I loved seeing it. Wish I could have been a part of it, but it was awesome. I So I watched the broadcast. I had goosebumps when they were yelling, Dirk, Dirk, in like this pitch black stadium as it's counting down the numbers to whenever he comes out and, and everyone starts talking. It was it was incredible. I tip my hat to Mark Cuban. Holy shit. And then the best part about this this Dirk ceremony is that 
Luca got to see it. Kristaps got to see this. They they see what happens when you stay with the team. That if you don't just go from team to team to team, like it's just it's kind of like backfiring recently on LeBron. Damian Lillard's come out recently and says, "I would like to finish my career in Portland," and I think he really means that too. He's not just saying that. Uh, I I feel like this this moment really just is going to turn over a couple leaves as far as certain players wanting to stay with their teams. Cause I just think it's not working out with this Anthony Davis situation. It's just, it looks bad. And I, and I really hope Luca saw that and he saw how great the Mavs fans are to their, to their players that stay. And I really hope that he wants to do the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like the Mavs Homer, Dirk Homer, but I, I, I did think it was weird. Like everyone was selling the narrative of like, this is never going to happen again. There will never be a player that stays with this franchise ever again. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like what Dirk did was amazing. And I'm going to be the first person to like cry about his retirement, but um, no love for people like Dame or Russell Westbrook. Like there are no signs of Russ or Dame leaving that franchise. So um, I think, I think you're exactly right. I think Dirk set a precedent and I think it's going to happen a lot quicker than people think. AKA I think Russ will probably stay. I think Dame will probably stay. Yeah, no, I love it. And I really hope that's, that's what in, ends up happening with those players. Cause I love it when players stay. So man, what, that's jam packed episode, man. Holy shit. Wait, we, quick. I just want a quick go, thing. Go ahead. Um, I, we can save a bulk of it. I just want to get your opinion. Um, the Mavs did like their exit interviews or whatever, like with the media. So each player, most of the players kind of did an interview with like Mavs people. Um, and they had a weird scenario, not weird, but like um, they were asking Dwight if he was going to opt in because he has a player option to stay. Oh, yeah. And so they were asking him um, and he, I think he knew something at the time and he was having trouble avoiding saying it um and then i think it was like three hours later cuban went on the fan and was like yeah we're extending dwight i think it's either three or four years um pretty pretty big deal so i I wanted to ask you how you feel about that i i like dwight uh i think he 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 still can get better i don't think he's reached his ceiling yet so i really hope uh he can stay and i yeah i hope he does stay i hope we just don't overpay for him that's my only concern um, I don't want him eating up a little bit too much of our cap, but I am I am totally happy with us keeping Dwight Powell. I would have maybe rather have gotten a Montrez Harrell coming over, but it, it's hard to it, it's it seems like Dwight Powell really likes the Mavs and the whole totally. franchise, and so I think he has a little bit of a soft spot for us, and that's what we need. That's the kind of players that we want in this franchise. I think he really loves JJ Barea, Dirk. Luca, all of those guys, Mark Cuban, and uh, if he's if he's all in on the Mavs, then I'm all in on him. Yeah, I'm really. Some people are saying, you know, obviously he's been a pretty solid bench player his whole career here, but I am, I'm actually really interested to see him play with Kristaps. I think that could be a good little duo. So yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm here for it. Also. Yep, I'm just waiting for the news to come out of what amount of money we're going to throw at him. But uh, as long as it's not outrageous, I will be totally happy with it. So yep. Mavs are looking up. 
Dirk retiring, I can't wait for the statue to go up. I'm still kind of sad that he's 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 gone for forever, but he, he's going to pop up all the time. He just popped up at a Stars game. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That yeah. was so cool. I hope he just like has this long tour of him just sh- popping up at these Dallas Mavs games, Dallas Stars games, any kind of events in Dallas, and people just go nuts. He is forever a god in this city, and I will yep. always love him. So yep. got a little sappy there at the end. But – Megapod, jam packed, <laughs> almost an hour. Brandon, we've literally been talking for fifty five minutes. Holy wow. shit! I, if you're still listening by now, then props to you. I don't know how. I don't think anyone is, but we're doing this for fun. This is just two <laughs> two guys bullshitting about the NBA because none of our other friends really care about the NBA. So True. it's whatever. This is this is how we get our our friendship across. Um. All right, boys uh, and girls, we're out of here. Next week, we'll break down some more action on the playoffs, and uh, hopefully our predictions will still stand uh, correct. So until then, peace. Bye.